Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Question me, Rose. Run for your life. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us for Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. Patrick Reynolds is a comic book illustrator who has worked with some incredible names over the past decade. A former public school teacher, Reynolds took the jump in 2009 to become a comic book artist and hasn't looked back. Patrick has some impressive credits to his name, including many Mignolaverse titles, including Hellboy and the BPRD 1954 and Abe Sapien, as well as working with Patton Oswalt doing Joe Golem, and many, many more. Patrick was a recent guest at Comic-Con Africa in Johannesburg and was kind enough to spend some time sharing his path to geekdom, including which animated movie became his first geek obsession, his encyclopedic knowledge on the differences between black and white rhinos, and his latest work on The Mask, I Pledge Allegiance to The Mask, a new four-issue limited series which is on sale now and has some interesting analogies to the current US political environment. We pass this over to Franku and the Diva for her rating. Franku, what did the Diva have to say? The Diva has enjoyed this podcast and rates it... Lightly salted. A slightly salted rating from the Diva, meaning our chat with Patrick, does contain a minor amount of adult content. Thank you to Franku and the Diva for the rating. Two notes before we begin. Firstly, we recorded this interview at Patrick's booth at Comic-Con Africa, and there were a number of fans interacting with him during our chat, so there might be some narrative hiccups in our conversation. Secondly, a massive shout-out to the Death Wish Coffee team. Comic-Con Africa was an amazing event, but with so much on offer over four days and some guests struggling with jet lag, we really needed the world's strongest coffee to get us through. So thank you very much for providing some amazing Death Wish coffee, and please do check out their incredible Fueled by Death podcast and let them know Release the Geek sent you. And now, without any further ado, please join me, Les Allen, as we release the geek with comic book artist Patrick Reynolds. And now, we're releasing the geek. <laughs> if we really need to, then sure. we can. Yeah. Patrick, would you class yourself as a geek? Yep. Absolutely. What, what was your path to geekdom? How did it start for you? Uh, I would have to, you know, God, it was the secret of Nim. Wow. I don't know. You're familiar with the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, oh, we're talking book, not even the animated movie. Uh, actually, it was, the, it was the movie. Yeah? And then I read the book when I was like... Uh, I actually, I don't know if I ever. I, I, I did read the book when I was in like uh, sixth grade. But, sure. Um, my sister and I always had movies that our parents let us rent. She's like, all right, we're gonna rent a movie so they can, you know, sit us down and not, you know, basically so we can like be in one place for two hours yes. and not set anything on fire. And so we always went to the video store. It was it was Betamax at the time because that's how old I am. Yeah. 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 So, yeah I, I think I actually might have fought in the Civil War if I, was, if I remember, <laughs> but. Um, but we always would get the same movies. Like yeah. for me, it would always be The Secret of Nim. For my sister, yes. it would always be The Last Unicorn, oh. which was terrifying. I don't know if, you ever, if you're familiar with the the, the, the cartoon, I, I the Bank and Rats. The, it was it was uh, it was just absolutely bananas. Uh, it was I don't even like. I mean, there was a. Uh, 
uh, it was, I don't know why, it, well, it explains a lot, actually, where I, where I ended up, because I would always watch, we always had to watch the movies together. Right. You know, and uh, The Secret of Nim was also very terrifying. Right. Uh, the, it was Don Bluth, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and it was, um, you know, uh, there was like Owl. Yeah, the Secret of Nim was not, it wasn't just a popcorn fair. No. It wasn't. It was, it was not. It was, it was a little dark. It was very involved. Yes. And, uh, and so, like, um, you know, uh, so thanks, Mom. That's what it explains a lot. You know, there's giant owls who would like, you know, talk to rats, and then there were just uh, there were murderous like field mice with swords. It's like Watership Down. Yeah, that's a movie about rabbits, right? Sure, it's a it's yeah. a family. It's 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 it's, a, it, it's about pets. You know, um, like. But I remember that was my first thing that I was obsessed with, and I and I think like. Maybe I'm wrong, but when you, when you use the term geek or nerd or whatever, I think it's because you, you tend to have uh, an uncanny uh, connection to a thing right. in pop culture, when whether it should be justified or not. And that was my first thing that I was just like, I need to see The Secret of Nim again. I, you know how it ends in everything. and. Uh, you know, but I just, there was just something about it that was like comfort food, you know, sure. you watched it when you were like, uh, that's what you wanted to do, like, um, right. uh, it's like, you know, for me, like, um, my favorite thing to eat is peanut butter, and sometimes I'll just like, you know, I'll totally like, um, uh, just take a jar with a spoon, eat it with a spoon. I, I don't I, I don't have any dignity or self-respect, but like peanut butter, I know what it tastes like, and, it, and it's gonna be and it's gonna be yummy. So uh, uh, mm -hmm. peanut butter, a serving size for you is when the spoon hits the bottom of the jar. Yeah. Oh, you know what I found one time? Yeah, is uh, I was eating those uh, those animal cookies. Yeah. Those pizza, those Barnum animal cookies that yes. had that came into like the the little box that was like a cage of animals. They were always like you know little uh, a little ups that. They were, they were a little too happy to be in the cages. <laughs> um, but I, I was eating one of those, and I had a, the open jar of peanut butter, because I, um, I love myself, and I, I dropped some of the cookies yes. into the jar of peanut butter. I'm like, wait a minute. What did I just do? And I think time... Did you yell Eureka I, what you I discovered did is, this thing? Uh, uh, it was something like... Um, I, think I'm, I think I actually might have yelled... Uh, um, uh, I'm a big fan of Pacific Rim, so I thought, uh -huh. for my family, and I dipped <laughs> in there, and I was like, yeah, oh my god, and it was like, I, I honestly felt like I was the first Viking ever to set foot on Greenland, <laughs> that's how, that's really how I felt. We can uh, hit pause while uh, yeah. oh. this gentleman here starts, uh, how are you, sir? Good yourself. Man. I'm very good. <laughs> I made something functional, effective, and clean, and organized, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go do laundry now, and cry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that the nature of the Virgo? That is the, that is all of Virgo is. That is all of Virgo. And, we're, 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 and, and like, we're just hoping one day someone will tell us thank you. This <laughs> one this, day. That must create some frustration with your artwork because it's like, does it mean that you you're aiming for a level of perfectionism that may never be there? Absolutely. That yeah. is a story of my existence. Yeah. And um, uh, part well, part of it is is like, I can't. Um, uh, it's it's I mean it's really rough looking and it looks like it you know probably took uh, uh, maybe not a lot of time to do but it's it's also it's not clean at all it's right. there's, there's a but it's like I have to aim for like the right kind of rough you know sure but um but yeah but it has to be the right kind of roughness you right. know if that makes any sense it has yes. to be like a controlled chaos yes. like um I, I mean I love Jackson Pollock and I actually my the first comic I did at art school was about Jackson Pollock because I'm a huge nerd. Talk about geeks and nerds. Yeah. Secret and Nim, Peanut Butter and Jackson Pollock. There the we Patrick go. Reynolds story. So, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Um, 
Uh, I think I've got the tagline for the yeah, podcast as well. Thank you. A Virgo, uh, a Virgo in distress. <laughs> a Virgo. In, uh, well, that's tautological. A Virgo in repose. It's tautological. Yeah, um, but it was. Um, uh, uh, Virgo in repose. <laughs> Virgo in repose. Um, but it was. Uh, uh, I mean, his his his. You know. Um, uh, and it, it took him a while to discover this. He didn't start doing the splatter painting. He actually right. had to discover that. And how he did that is up for debate. And that was what the comic was about. I was fascinated by that, how that story came about. But, you know, his artwork was about the, the subject is the paint. Yes. Or the subject is the act of painting. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, but the, like, the tagline that everybody uses and uh, was happy accidents. Every like jewelry artist is like, oh, I make happy accidents. You know, welcome to my Etsy shop. <laughs> you don't make no. And I don't make happy accidents either. I'll tell you that right now. What I do is I make, I make, I try to make controlled accidents. Controlled accidents. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's that, but like if a Virgo did it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. How, talking about Secret of Nim. I'm, I'm picturing, I'm imagining, yeah. and you can please correct me, yeah. that at some point you would have gone, I'm going to hit pause on this thing mm -hmm. and try and copy the thing that's there. Is that what happened? No, I never did that, actually. No. I always was fascinated by, like... Um, I suck at this. Uh, I, I took a shot. It's no, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty logical way to go. Oh. What I really thought, I think the first thing I drew for my mom was a robot. And uh, it was like... Is she a robot fan? Uh... Best movie of all time is The Iron Giant. Uh-huh. And, yep. uh, yep. and, and it, it, it's, it's because I cry every time I watch it. And it's not the Superman line. It's not no. that line, which, no. is, which is great. But, it's, but it's, um, it's the line right before that where the robot looks at Hogarth and he goes, You stay. I go. No following. And he goes, I love you. And he takes off. And I go, I love you too, Iron Giant. And, he just, and then, but that movie is so beautifully constructed. Yeah. And it was, uh, it's, a, it's a very much of its time and place, but it's also timeless. Yes. You know, and uh, it's, uh, it's it, it, it'll, I don't know if it'll ever not be my favorite movie. Right. And uh, perfectly cast, voice voice cast, and Harry Connick Jr.'s in it, and really I'm a Harry Connick Jr. fan. Uh, but um, it's simple, I can, I, I can you know, I, every time I watch it, I can watch it all the way through. You know, and uh, number two movie of all time is Chinatown, which, which explains everything, so. And then Donnie Darko. There. And then, this uh, is a this is a diverse range. Yeah, and then I'm raising giant, Arizona. Giant, giant. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm gonna uh, take these huggies and any cash you got in the register. Oh god, I love to drive. <laughs> Boy, you sure said something there, partner. Um, best line of the whole movie, son, you got a panty on your head, and then he's, he's God. It's best Nicolas Cage movie ever, and that, that the whole battle where he's he's getting his ass kicked by the biker of the apocalypse is just. Uh, God, why is why has Patrick Reynolds not? Why is Patrick? Who is what? How is Patrick? Why is Patrick Reynolds? Patrick Reynolds is peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> but this seems to be like there's a there's an untapped wellspring of pop culture knowledge here. Yeah. Why, why has Patrick Reynolds not started the Patrick Reynolds pop pop, pop culture podcast? I just you surely know. the alliteration there works. Because, you know, mostly because I'm, I'm too busy, you know, trying to uh, contribute my own little square of pop culture when I draw comics, sure. but also, like... Um, that's an admirable goal. Yeah, and that's about, that's about it as far... I'm actually not very... I'm just not very smart, if I'm being honest with you. Like, I'm not real... Like, I know what I like, but, like, I think I know stuff. Right. And I swear to God I know stuff, but it's, I don't know stuff. We went on a safari here in South yes. Africa on Friday, I believe. Right. And, uh, well, it was a safari in as much as we were in a... 
uh, we're in a uh, we're in a truck with no with no uh, windows. Yes. And we drove by animals that were very very tired, and uh, and not interested <laughs> at all. But um, it was We've one of those things where and yeah. lot, well the lions looked at me like I was like a like a tootsie pop. They were like uh, how many the what? What's what? I'm How sorry. many licks to get to the center of Patrick uh, Reynolds? Well, one of them thought uh, to get to the center of me would be like about six, because that's he stared at me and just went. Whoa! I'm not sure how I got here, but this is a really cool podcast. Well, while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the incredible Jeff, the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion, because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media and subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Deathwish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast. As you were saying. Oh, so lions. Lions. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, but they, I mean, one of them just stared at me and looked at his lips with, a, with an unblinking eye. I'm like, I, and I just stared right back into that void, man. And I just, uh, and I, I was, I was, ten feet from a from a lion who was probably hungry, and uh, we go to the rhinos, and our tour guide was very cool. And she was very like she definitely wanted us to know everything and there was to know about every animal there. And yep. she, we stopped right, we stopped by the rhinos. And I'm, I'm, I apologize for my South African accent, but she was like, "Does anyone know the difference between a what's in a black rhino?" And I go, "Oh, right here, right here. I eat peanut butter and I've seen the secret of them. I know everything." <laughs> and I eat uh, caged animals. Yeah, and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I get everything wrong. I was like, "Well, you know, the uh, white rhino actually has a tapered snout uh, made for hooked, uh, hooked, hooked leaves." And uh, the whole time I could see she started shaking her head. She's like, "No." <laughs> and I'm like, "And a white rhino can fly. I don't know. What did I do?" And, and this little girl who was who was super excited, and she's, she's like, I know, I know. And she's like, well, the white rhino uh, has a very square snout, and it has a, its head is larger in comparison to its body, and eats grass, and so its snout is shaped like a vacuum cleaner, so it can eat stuff on the ground, and uh, it can't raise its head above its shoulders because it's the way it's shaped. And the black rhino is bigger, and uh, it has a it actually it has a hook snout, so it can eat stuff off the trees. And and uh, and did uh, you throw this child to the lions? No, I did not, uh, because the child could beat me up. So that's the thing. And I, but see, I'm st- I'm, not, I'm not smart. I just like uh, I think I think a lot of it is is just um, kind of a lack of dignity, I guess. Most of them. I, I know yeah. stuff accuracy pending. Yeah, basically, like if I, if I if I'm just loud and confident, people might believe me. Bluff. It's bluff and bravado. Yeah. That's and uh, um, which is there's nothing of, wrong with that. No, if it's it, which is sort of like how um, people get elected president. I hear. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, uh, are we, we? We can. You're the guest. You're the talent. Oh, we can um, talk about any topic you want. Well, the uh, the the next series I'm working on is uh, the mask uh, from Dark Horse. Well, actually, the the whole title is I Pledge Allegiance to the Mask. Uh, Please tell me he gets uh, to the top office. That yes. Spoiler alert. Um, Do you, Legit, do you, do you need me to block that? No, no, okay. it's because uh, right. it's it's actually the first issue comes out on October 16th. All right, and, um, this will drop off then. Yeah, this okay. will, this, well, I, well the, I, we've already done several interviews right. talking about it, so this stuff is, so per, already, is, out is already out there. Why but, are you giving me stale news, Patrick? What's that? What are you giving me stale news for? 
Oh, anyway, really? so I don't know if you know, but like a white rhino has a, has a white snout. Uh -oh. That's it. But um, so uh, the writer of the series is Christopher Cantwell, who is the co-creator of Halt and Catch Fire. And uh, it's, um, it's a political thriller, but it's also satire, of course, and it's also incredibly violent and gritty. And... Um, uh, I, you know, I didn't think I would be a good fit for it because, you know, I don't think if you remember the original Mask series by Doug Mankey, yeah. it was, you know, like, uh, it wasn't, uh, it was more focused on, uh, the, the artwork was like very beautiful descriptive lines and, you know, uh, very eloquently and elaborate line work and my stuff is none of those things. And, um, but they wanted to do something more gritty and dark and, sure. and so, uh, and so they, they, they wanted almost to like like have like, have like a noir quality to it, right. and they also wanted to um, uh, have it be more focused on uh, well uh, yeah more focused. Uh, they wanted it to be unlike any series that came before it, and so I'm like, well, I'm probably your guy then. So uh, if you want something different, um, but uh, it ends up being like um, you know, and when they first announced it on on Twitter and everything, and they're they're making and Dark Horse has been very very good about like you know keeping it in the news and like keeping people interested and and having us do interviews and everything. And uh, but like there were some people there like oh another political comic how boring I prefer the old mass and I'm like well why don't you read those then? Uh, but yeah, it's a political comic and I know people I know some people are, are you know quote unquote sick of it. But, like, um, you can't not think about that. You can't, like, you know, um, every part of our lives is now affected by the people who are in charge of things. And, and uh, it, it, affects the, how, it affects the quality of our lives. So, yeah, you're goddamn right I'm going to talk about it. We're going to write stories about it. But I don't want to say, like, you know, the, the big head who is the character who wears the mask. You know, that's what they call him affectionately. Right. Uh, I don't, it's not like, ooh, Big Head is, is, the, is a metaphor for Donald Trump. It's not that. Uh, when he got elected, I, I was terrified, of course, and um, I called my mom because I didn't know what to think. Yeah. You know, I thought, like, the worst possible person is in charge, you know, of... of Nobody ever thought it could get to this. Right, and that's exactly why I, I think the, the, our series is powerful because it explains why we got to that through satire yeah. and through humor right. and through noir... You know, uh, okay. and it, uh, and, but I wondered. I, I wondered for the longest time, like, how is that possible? Like, he, obviously, you know, he, he, he disqualified himself several times over, and it does so on a daily basis. Um, uh, and like, I, I thought, like, how how do people believe somebody like that? And uh, Christopher Cantwell has written it in such a way that, like, it makes so much. It makes a lot of sense. Why? Right. You know, and it's of course it's exaggerated, but not really. Like the stuff when spoiler alert, uh, Big Head you know, actually becomes the person in charge, yes. uh, the, the, the promises that he makes are so close to what actually happens and before they actually were made by Donald Trump, which is terrifying. Like there's a there's a line people, that people are gonna think. Yeah, people are. I mean, this this this, this was written a very long time ago. Sure. But like there was a there was a news headline on uh, uh, that were there were or uh, the the Trump administration was thinking about sending homeless people to detention camps. Yeah. And there's a line in the mask that says like, yeah, we're gonna kill all the homeless people, right? You know, Big Head says, and I'm like, and, and so I would, every time I would laugh, I go, huh, oh, oh, oh no, I would go, yikes. That that was on the TV. Yeah, and uh, so it's not like, it's satire, but like, it's terrifying because like, it's so close. It might as, it's close to a documentary, 
but like the the like I said, the, the point is not to say like, ooh, the insane person is is um, is is the point. It's like it's how like uh, how how things get to this point, right. you know, and I think that's important to know because like we have to figure out how we have to get back from that, you know, you know, it's like if we get dropped off in a Winnebago, uh, you know, somewhere in a, uh, uh, somewhere like in, like in a canyon and we don't know where we are, we're like, well, we, we have to get back here, we're not going to live in a canyon, you know, we can't be doing that in a Winnebago, well, maybe a Winnebago, but, um, uh, fully stuck. Yeah, yes, oh, maybe. man, if they had a lot of, if they had peanut butter, we might stick around, um, but anyway, um, uh, so like Elizabeth Warren is the peanut butter? What's going on? I don't get it anyway. But like the, uh, so, um, uh, but I don't, um, but we, but we need to like figure out like. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Is, is, like the peanut butter? Is she the peanut butter? Yeah, and she, I'm going to tell you. Oh, wow. Anyway, but more, uh, but I, but. What, you know, whatever else you're interested in. What makes it powerful is like, you know, it explains like why, like why, uh, you know, like the media has a role in that, yes. and like, um, uh, and uh, our, uh, the institutions that have let us down have, you know, let uh, lots of people led people to be scared and disenfranchised and aggrieved, and all it takes is the right person to weaponize that, right. and that's how dictators, you know, become become dictators, you know, yep. and that's, uh, um, I didn't think that could happen in my lifetime, you know, and I'm glad that I'm a part of a comic that is, that's explaining that, it, it, that a comic book is explaining that to people, and I think it's very important, and I, right. and I, I, uh, I, uh, I feel very lucky to be working on this project, because you know, it's supposed to come out, the last issue comes out uh, in January 2020, just before the presidential election, so, um, yeah, and I'm actually... Okay. Working on the third issue right now, and I, I'm I'm thumbnailing and storyboarding the last issue right now. So, right. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know how we got to that point. But um, we didn't even get to how you started art. It was oh. peanut butter, animal crackers, and uh, secret and Nim. Yeah. And then we went to uh, analogies for yeah. current political climates. Yeah, yeah. In your new work. So uh, there's a there's sizable gap. There's a gulf. There's a gulf. There's a there's a there's a candy with a Winnebago in it. There, <laughs> there somewhere. Yeah, with Elizabeth Warren and peanut butter. Elizabeth uh, Warren of the wheel. Yeah, God, I hope so. Um, I feel so safe with her. God. Um, but she anyway, has a plan for that. She totally does. Uh, anyway, more on that in a minute. But um, <laughs> when I was uh, very, when I was really young, I was very sick. Right. I had. Um, my parents got divorced when I was about three, and uh, when when that happens, kids uh, react. Um, kids always internalize that. They always internalize trauma around them, and I decided, and my trauma, my the way I internalized the um, uh, the uh, unpredictability of and, and like the the chaos of my father not being there, and and. Um, my mom having to be a single mom raising me, my sister and I, and having to be, having to spend a lot of time with babysitters, you know, and that kind of thing, is uh, I needed security very bad, and so my mom would often find me in in like laundry hampers and like bookcases, because I needed to know where walls were, I needed to know where that safety was, right. and I just didn't go to the bathroom, I held it in, and that really affected my kidneys, and uh, I have what they, what they call a neurogenic bladder, which means I can't empty it all the way. Okay. So I needed several surgeries to correct that, and I still, you know, 
luckily, like by some act of, of God, I have normally functioning kidneys, but I have to do med regular medical maintenance every day, you know, not to be too explicit about sure. it, but like I've had, I have to see a urologist all the time. And, okay. But, I, uh, but uh, that's how I internalized that trauma, you know, and so the, I, the only thing I could really do was sit and draw. And I would get staph infections, and I would my hair would fall out, and I would I, w I wouldn't gain any weight. And the only thing I could do while I was sick, and my mom was trying to figure out who to take me to, you know, and just pump me full of cranberry juice, because back in the back in the day they didn't that really was know. Healthy. Yeah, and no, that's I'm that's using right, right. And uh, and uh, between like I had a, a major surgery when I was six, and another one when I was eight. And I'm actually my my uh, my. Um, Bowels are published in the Journal of American Medical Association, like with uh, with forceps. Like my bladder is famous. I'll tell you that. It can also stop Legit. a bullet. Um, but, stop a yeah, it's a my bladder is a it's a it's a miracle of modern science. Um, but but I uh, most of my life is spent in and out of hospitals underneath right. really cold, scary machinery, being pumped full to die. Right. You know, and having to having to be scanned by big machines. Right. And so I would go home and I would draw monsters <laughs> and I would draw things that scared me because I was scared of the dark uh, like not having walls around you meant you had the unknown around you and that's what scares me the most is the unknown drawing the monster helps capture the monster it helps me have control over that you know and so a lot of the work that I, I the when I when I started doing art that's why I started doing it is to have control of the things that scared me, and I would draw, I would draw monsters too. But like I would, that, so I became fascinated with dinosaurs because they were like realistic monsters. They really existed, right? And like most boys my age, like my, I have a nephew who's now seven years old uh, who loves dinosaurs, and uh, but he just loves dinosaurs. They're cool, you know. And uh, but so they're easy to they're easy to like. But but anyway, so uh, I was fascinated by dinosaurs. I drew them all the time. But I also like would build these worlds in space. Like uh, Halley's comet was coming around in 1986 when I was um, eight years old. It was a big deal because like you know because uh, you know, it comes out, like every 76 years. Yeah. And so I probably won't get won't get to see it again, uh, depending on how this career takes me or how much peanut butter I have. But. Um, so I would just like, like the you know, formaldehyde uh, effects of peanuts. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I am like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like a wax sculpture at this point. You know, there's a reason I look like I'm 17. <laughs> I have an age. Machine of oil. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm at it of silly putty at this point. I don't know if you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I, I wanted to build worlds. Right. You know, and I wanted, but like, all those worlds were always kind of, they were either dinosaurs or scary. And like uh, I made this world called the Return of Halley's Monster, where like Halley Halley's oh. Comet was actually this 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 vengeful spirit of doom that would that like actually killed the dinosaurs and everything. And but I was in school drawing this stuff, and my teachers were like, "We should have some meetings about Patrick John Reynolds here," because um, I had to go to school and I had to like do my medical stuff at school. You know, teaching a six-year-old to like use a catheter is difficult. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I, but I would be getting, hyper. To, getting them to put shoes on is difficult. Yeah, getting them to like eat, you know, you know. But uh, but I would be, I was, I was just bouncing off the walls, you know. I, w I needed, uh, 
I needed somewhere to put my energy, you know. I was just, I was scared all the time. Like, my, my mom was single. Uh, my father wasn't in the picture, you know, and, and uh, I, I needed security, and so I would, like, act out. The only thing that would keep me in my seat was drawing stuff. Right. And, um, and so uh, my, <laughs> my third grade teacher was, uh, uh, finally came to me, and he's like, Patrick, how many dinosaurs do you know? And I go, all of them. And he said, why don't you draw every dinosaur that you know right now? And I go, okay, and I jumped right into it. It took me about three weeks, but I, uh, it took me a while to realize that he just wanted me to keep from like setting the classroom on fire. And, and, uh, but but you just, were happy with that once you realized it. Totally happy. More, more, so, more happy with dinosaurs than fire. Hang on, so if there's a constant threat that I'm going to destroy something, I get to, I get yeah. to draw. Possibly yeah. not a good equivalence to my well, well, that'll be important later on. <laughs> but uh, but I uh, but I had a t I had a, I had another teacher there, like a uh, not a, uh, a teacher there who was like a, um, like a specialist who realized that this is what this kid needs to do. Right. It's uh um, he needs to be doing he needs to be making and doing stuff. Otherwise, Lord only knows. Um, uh, and so she would like uh, you know give me. She's like, I want you to design this show me this world show me what this would look like and you have a character here tell me more about this character and be like okay and i'll be excited about it and and i'm like the characters are all animals and they're all like uh they all have swords and they're all rabbits and i think no one's done it before she's like here's a book i want you to read real quick but uh but I, but i'd be inspired by the secret of nim still right and uh and i would like make uh you know make uh stories like that you know and and then I guess when um, when I got older, I always used drawing and making art as a way to uh, overcome trauma, sure. but also manage trauma and anger and resentment and bitterness. And like my sketchbooks in high school <laughs> are a little um, a little blue, uh, but there 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 were um, you know I got to a point you, where like, keep out my eyes only type stuff. Uh, yeah, like my, you know, my parents never, you know, never intruded on that at sure. all. You know, they, they knew that's what I had to do. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, but it was always like how I managed um, the things that I was disappointed in or right. scared of. Right. And, um, and I think like when I, when I started teaching, because I didn't think I could make it as an artist, you know. Um, you started teaching. What's that? I'm sorry. You started teaching. Uh, yeah, because I needed health benefits. Sure. You know, and I got my first degree in illustration. Uh, painting and drawing, and um, uh, my parents are like, "So, what are you gonna do now?" And I go like, "Ah, tattoos." They're like, "No," <laughs> and uh, and they're and they're like, "Why don't you teach?" And because you can, you know, you can do your art, and you can have summers off, and you can get paid a good wage, and you can still be an artist. And I found none of those were true after I taught, <laughs> uh, and. And after like year three, I was so miserable. I just, it was like I taught middle school Where were you in teaching? Las Vegas, Nevada, um, okay. in, the, in the states, and uh, I was just angry all the time. The best part of my week was going home on Friday. Right. I would just be like, you know, uh, I would just go home and like drink until I couldn't, and then I would watch like Golden Girls. Vegas just, is the place for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't like who I was. I had to be an. I had to be. Uh, I had to. It was all about. Trying to control and manage the classroom first. Are we going to contribute to more commerce? You were talking about uh, the conjuring of the devil. Maybe you said some of the weirdest things. Oh my god, yeah. I need to show you this. That's funny. That's another podcast. Yeah. By invoking the devil. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, 
There's now a crowd gathering. We need oh, to there see is what this yes, is. There is. So, so I thought it was funny, as I was going through his portfolio, Whoa. I thought Patrick might enjoy this. Yeah, he did. Oh, my God. That's a funny story. Uh, I don't, maybe I, I'm not going to talk about it, but like there was You a, should totally talk about it. There was a guy who ordered a commission yeah. uh, and like actually Warren asked me this, like, hey, what was the craziest thing you've ever been commissioned to do? Well, thanks for a great question. Yeah. Patrick, what was the craziest Speaking of childhood drama, uh, what was the craziest thing that like, this is, this is very beautiful by the way, and it's gorgeous. Um, but we were just telling the story like, uh, it was a, the craziest thing I've ever been asked to do is um, this, this guy was very sincere. He sends me a message on Facebook where however, however he found me. He also found me on uh, my art website and uh, he's like, uh, okay, Mr. Reynolds, you're the, you're, I think you're the, you're the best artist for this commission, but like they're going to, uh, I'm going to, they're going to, there is a, there is a, 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 an Irish witch who is going to invoke Satan on September 15th. And I would love for you to draw what Satan looks like based on her incantation. And, uh, oh my, that's, wow. what, that's what it is. We are looking oh, at some, we're okay. looking at some amazing. Yeah. This is incredible. Let me put you in touch with this guy, actually. Let me do it. This um, is a, the, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, this is an audio podcast that none of you could know what I this know. is talking you, about. I, um, this needs to be a puppet show. There is a, uh, and, um, a wow. number of appendages <laughs> that, uh, not, uh, this, uh, sorry, it's just reminded me. There was a, we did a, I did a panel last year yeah. with, uh, with Ron Mars and the Top Cow guys when they were talking about Witchblade, uh, yeah. Witchblade anniversary. Yeah. And that uh, was two years ago. And uh, they were talking about when Japan wanted to make an anime about Witchblade. And it came down Whoa. to some of the contracted, uh, some of the contract terms. And some of the contract terms were, well, exactly how many tentacles are we allowed to... Oh my God. And they didn't let them finish the sentence. Yeah, they that'll said, do it. No that'll tentacles. Work. Wow. So they said no tentacles. Okay, no tentacles. In touch with this guy. So that means yeah. one tentacle is okay. <laughs> is he the artist? <laughs> these, uh, yeah. these are incredible. Yeah, they are. Oh, really something. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Um, they they asked the wrong guy to do the commission, actually. And, uh, clearly, it should have. There are some very Colin. Yeah. There are some satanic, demonic. Yeah. This is some impressive. What's the action. sailor thing we have to say? Hello, sailor. Okay. Hello. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, this is. The, I mean. From a technical aspect, this is very. This is very. This is very you, have you just gone back into teacher mode? Yeah, I have. Well, actually, uh, we should talk. Uh, can we have a conference with your parents? Is that all right? Maybe, uh, um, uh, can you stay in during recess? We have to. Um, but yeah, am I going to need? Am I going to need to check oh, your locker? There's a script. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who wrote this? Can I ask who wrote the script? Uh, it's uh, Sex and Monsters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an online. That would make a lot of comics. sense. So, the, so they asked yeah. me to do the to do the illustrations for this. this I thought it was Weathering Heights. <laughs> Sex and uh, monsters, that, that's probably yeah. more accurate. I think it's yeah. the giveaway. <laughs> a little bit. I really thought it was the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Man, I was like, where's the, where's the sugar? It. No, it's fine. Uh, but the, I mean, like, the, the illustrations are very beautiful and gorgeous. But, like, yeah, sometimes we all got to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we were, I was just telling a story about how I, uh, we, I had to invoke the devil with my drawing, and I thought that, that probably wasn't the man for that job anymore. But um, we yeah, have Colin. Uh, we have thank Colin. Thank you for now. sharing these, Colin. These yeah, are incredible. These are gorgeous. Um, but yes, I'll be here tomorrow. But come by again, and we can talk about stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Thank you for. 
Just Thanks. go to stand here. Go to see the amazing stuff. That's all I want to do. See something. Sure. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, Great appreciate work. it, Carl. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you had to draw the concept based on the incantation. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Please do. Yes. Yeah, Slide of the cross. I am the artist. Yes. Um, the um, uh, How was... but it was we had to like draw the. Um, He's like, I want you, based on her interpretation of Lucifer, Satan, Lucifer, to draw her uh, her interpretation of Lucifer. And I thought, I don't want to be a part of bringing the devil to Earth. So I didn't. I, I actually didn't respond to him. Sure. Okay. Uh, my my art rep though thought it would be funny as hell. So <laughs> yeah. uh, are you taking off, Donnie? No. Uh, so ask Patrick uh, who his favorite student was when he was a TA at SCAD. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, get my, hey, uh, he was at SCAD. He taught at SCAD. Let me you uh, mentioned that this is a callback because yeah, we, we had a chat earlier. You were yeah. in Skype. Let me get my flask Holy out for a minute. Holy shit! Try it. We actually. Uh, I am taking off. The I'll you, see you tonight at the thing. Are you doing a thing tonight? Oh yeah, it's it's just at the money uh, money casino. Right the yeah. Oh, we'll go to the the Rosa thing. Yeah, the little Mexican oh, yeah. place. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll see you then. Seven thirty. I have to thank. Like that. Yeah. I have to thank you, Donnie, because yeah, yeah. now I actually have a crossover podcast. Thank you. Crossover. So I did a. What's that? Oh my gosh! Well, uh, uh, it's an honor to have it be the first time. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad I, I was the first time. Yeah, that makes me feel good. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, it was one of the um, yeah. So I actually when I when I went to art school, I traveled. I uh, I went to SCAD, and Donnie yeah. Cates and I went to the same art school. Yeah. And actually, because I was in grad school, I was a teach. I had to teach. You're a teacher. Again. Teacher's assistant. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had experience allegedly, so um, <laughs> uh, so Donnie was one of my students actually. So uh, and he was telling me that uh, he made his way through art school sculpting venom. A lot of venom sculptures. A lot of venom drawings. Drawing? Did he really yeah. draw? I don't know if he did a whole lot of drawing actually. No? Uh, well, because. Uh, I was a TA for a, uh, he was, a, we, we were, I think we were in a drawing or studio class, yeah. but like, uh, it was, um, uh, Donnie was, he's definitely a, a, a writer. Yeah. And he wanted me, and like, he would always, he was like, you know, uh, hey, you know, I got this, you know, I got this thing, I would like you to try, you know, but he would, he was, I was doing um, Abe Sapien at the time. Uh. And he would find, like, he did this really cool thing this, where... Damn it, Patrick, we're going to need more time, because now you've I'm just brought in God, working for, like, Dark Horse. Yeah. And Ape Sapien, Ape Sapien rocks, the BPRD rocks, and now you've this just... some of the stuff that he does. Did he sculpt that? Oh, he makes these, yeah. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. Can I hold it for a minute? Wait, I, I, I need to know if, it's, if, it, if it's not genitals that I'm touching. Uh, is it? We don't know, based on... This is a coloring book that he does as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Have fun with it. Yeah. So, what is the? Uh, yes, please, please do. Let what's me get the, that what's the name of the book? Uh, <clears throat> we, uh, yeah. Hello, Sailor. <laughs> Let's see. So this one, you see what he does. Here. Art and coloring book. Uh, Feast your eyes on uh, uh, monsters of madness. Uh, the art of Corlin Scope Art and Coloring Book. Did I get All that right? right? Okay. Um, so his name's Corlin Kruger. Yeah. Kruger. And so it's what you'd expect. It's based what, on uh, based on the previous sketches. Yeah. Huh? All right. So um, to, to to give the background to anybody listening, we've just yeah, looked yeah. at some incredibly graphic sketches. Is he drawing on like canvas demons. or is it just? Uh... Oh, you will see some of the posters he's got. Some of the colors. This will say if you have a gap. Yeah. Go take a look at his stand. I think you might be well impressed with this, the, the unusual stuff that he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll have to I'll have to come I'll have to walk around and uh, and look at this stuff. <laughs> 
It's a coloring book. <laughs> it, is, it is not an all-ages coloring it book, unfortunately. It is not an all-ages um, coloring book. Yeah. Oh, the crows and the nipples. So oh, it's gosh. It's very much a sort of retro 70s It is. It's, it's B, B, B like Rat Fink kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he's done well at bike rallies and, uh, as you could probably imagine, guys like wanting tattoos. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be things. great. This is Devil Man. I think it was a sure. Mongo or something from the 70s. I said to be corrected. Yeah. Yeah. But it all comes apart. Movable parts, everything. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah You've got to see what I do. I'll stop by. I'll, That's incredible. I'll probably, I'll probably stop by tomorrow. But yeah, it looks incredible. That's what you the whole idea with invoking the devil. When I saw this stuff there, I thought, no, you have to see this. <laughs> I did. I'm glad you. Thank you. It, it, it colors my world. Thank you. That has it been. An, it does. It really does. That's an um, eye opener. Oh, anyway, uh, so I was working on um, uh, Abe Sapien when I was at uh, uh, SCAD with Donnie, and um, Donnie we did this cool thing on previews. He uh, we went to a. Me and a professor went to a, a minor league baseball game, and Donnie came along, and he was like, hey, I got something for you. Yeah. And uh, um, he wasn't wearing a trench coat, I swear to God, but he was, uh, he was like, I got something for you. And he'd taken the, 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 in the announcement or the solicitation out of previews yes. of Ape Sapien. I hadn't seen it yet. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, is this you? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. Like, yeah, and so, uh, and so I knew that, like, he, um, he, always, he always wanted me to do, like, some stories with him. And a guy did a cover for his first Ashcan, and and um, uh, and he's always like, you know, uh, he's always he's always his mind's moving back and forth the whole time, you know. It's like he always wants me to do like uh, something, you know, with him. So, um, but I knew like when I taught him that he was uh, he was a writer, you know, he's definitely a writer, and he definitely was, he was probably going to go places. So um, anyway, anyway, so uh, oh, it's very nice to meet you too. Thank you. What was your name? Adrian. 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 Yes, thank you. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, sometimes. Sometimes for uh, comics I have to do character designs and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, the Nika who makes the action figures. Uh, I had to do an action. I had to do, I designed the action figure for um, Comic Con 2015. You designed the exclusive. The exclusive Ahab Predator. Uh, and uh, it, like only 5,000 are made. Thank you. And my mom decided, she's like, how many can I buy? And I'm like, mom, you know, there's only 5,000. Like, how many can I buy? I'm like, none, mom. You really, like, you can buy one. And she's she like, okay. To su- is this because she wanted to support you? Yes, because my mom is the most supportive person that you can possibly imagine. But she, uh, she bought her Predator. And she's like, how many can I buy for the grand boys? I have, I have, she has four grandchildren. I have four nephews. And I'm like, mom, it's not for four-year-olds. It's not. She's like, okay, well, I'll put it in my China hutch. And so in her China hutch... Through our, with our family heirloom China, there is you know things that were made before time began, and an and, and, uh, an Ahab predator uh, signed the Comic Convention exclusive. Yeah, Comic Con exclusive. <laughs> and she's like, I'm putting my China hutch, and it's it's still there it's in, in the good room. Hutch. It's in yeah. the good room. So uh, that is my life now. But um, uh, but anyway, so. Uh, when I was when I was in art school, like before I started get I got Abe Sapien, I mm-hmm. uh, had just decided to um, uh, I, they would have editors come to SCAD and right. like from Dark Horse, Marvel, and everything, and I kept getting you know pretty good feedback, but I kept getting people saying like you know uh, just keep sending us your stuff, yeah, it's really cool, and then all editors talk like that, just keep sending us your stuff, yeah, it's cool, man, yeah, it's it's, it's really great, and I would get no all work. of them speak like that, they they, they kind of well, in my head they do. 
so. Uh, they, um, but they would always tell me the same thing, and I thought, you know, I'm going to graduate with a master's degree in comics, and I'm not, I don't have any work, and I don't want to go back to teaching middle school in Las Vegas. Right. And um, uh, oh, I should back up before that, like um, uh, before I actually got to art school, like I, um, I had, um, I was, it was my third year of teaching, and the Savannah College of Art and Design actually, I had applied to go in high school. And I didn't, uh, I, I got accepted, but I couldn't afford to go because I had other brothers and sisters. My mom had gotten remarried to my dad, yeah. uh, who the, the person I call my dad, yeah. my stepdad, but he was my dad. And, and uh, after like year three, my parents were like, you know, you're miserable. Why don't you try plan A? And uh, I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, you know, whatever you need to do, we'll help you do it. And SCAD had gotten, That's sent cool. me a postcard. They found me in Las Vegas somehow. They have some weird black ops stuff. Um, <laughs> And they, were, they sent me a postcard saying, we're recruiting for graduate school. Would you like to, you know, you should come and bring your portfolio. And uh, I called my parents and I scoffed. I'm like, they want me to draw funny books for money. And they were like, you need to go. Put on a tie. Go see what they have to say. Bring this, the, the drawings you were doing, you know, when you were teaching. And see what they have to say. And they looked at my portfolio and they said, you could probably come here. We could probably give you a fellowship. They sent a person from the sequential art department uh, a couple of weeks later to look at my work. And... Uh, I had, I had this comic about when my father left my mom and how it affected my health because I didn't know what else to draw. Um, and I, said, I was like, here you go. And uh, they, uh, they were like, okay, well, you can, we think you'd be a good fit here. And they, they gave me a, a full fellowship and they said, like, you know, whenever you want to come, you know, let us know. And I'm like, <laughs> I was driving a car, I almost, cra I almost crashed the car. But anyway, oh, no. so I got to grad school and uh, I was so happy. But we drove um, to... Uh, we drove 2,000 miles, uh, like 2,000 miles from Las Vegas to Savannah, Georgia, to um, graduate school, and uh, that's when I started getting work at graduate school. Where I okay. met Donnie Cates, and everything changed. <laughs> so, and from yeah, then, yeah. everything changed. Everything changed. Donnie, yeah, so. Donnie mentioned that he he made a couple of connections, and you're all working in the industry. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. That's a very Scad uh, trains their their uh, their uh, creators very well. Right. So, anyway, yeah. Uh -huh. um, I know I rambled on a little bit, but like uh, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I think from from multiple hops. Yeah, we got we got the story. Yeah, there was there was the basically. Secret. Yeah, we started yeah. with the secret and him and peanut butter. Uh huh. Uh, then stuff happened. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then Dark Horse and Ape Savior. And there was a mini dick devil that was uh, <laughs> a mini dicked. No, there was a plethora. Dick, there was a plurally dicked what, devil. What is the what is the collective noun for peni penises? Penai. Penai. Because there were a lot. Penasium, I think. I think it might be penasium. It's a penasium uh, of penises. Penasium, yeah. The alliteration, I'm sure. Or just a, like a bouquet. A bouquet. <laughs> a bouquet of dick. There, um, <laughs> there was a lot. Happening on that page. I don't know what you're saying. I was like, that's a lot of dick. I, there was, <laughs> like a, it was more dick than yeah. one demon should have. Yeah. I don't know, though. I oh, mean, it's like, a demon, I guess. Yeah. What are you going to do with your demon? <laughs> Besides yeah. dick. I'm not sure if you got the... Uh, and I apologize, I'm repeating it for the people who may have heard it. The, um, when I did the panel for Witchblade, they were doing mm. the, uh, the contract for the Japanese company oh, that the wanted to do the... So the tentacles, and they said, yeah. uh, so can we use tentacles in this... And can they in? Yeah. And they went, no tentacles. Okay. So no tentacles. So that means one tentacle is okay. Oh, God. Because <laughs> it was the. Not yeah. plural. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. All and right. they, they had to nix it. Well, so. they, had to, they, had to, they had to work around. I get it. <laughs> so. They did. They yeah. did. Uh, I, it looks like the, the con is wrapping up for the day. Uh, it's 20 after 5. How are you for time? I could probably go about another. 
10 minutes? As long as you wish. Yeah, about another 10 minutes before I can yeah, like sure. go home and uh, do things and sleep. And I actually have, there's um, uh, Patrick Duvanage, that's how you pronounce yep. his name. Yep, I know Patrick. Uh, has, uh, he's wanted me to do a, a Hellboy commission in his Hellboy book. Uh, it's the biggest commission I've ever had to do at a show. Right. It's 11 by 17 and... I'm kind of envious. The first page is Mike Mignola. The second page is Mark Silvestri. Third page is Brian Stalefreeze, and the fourth page is me. So uh, it's a little bit of a pressure yeah, situation. Yeah, there's a, there's a bar I'm, there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, and i got to finish it by tomorrow, so i got to work on it tonight in the, in the uh -huh. hotel room to get right. it done and to have it make it. So no, no one wants to be the, 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 the shitty Hellboy drawing in a Hellboy uh, leather-bound tome. Hellboy book started off by, with Mike. With Mike Mignola. Yeah. It's a great way to play artists' insecurities off each other. You're like, no one wants to be the bad artist, <laughs> you know. How uh, well, tell, me, tell me about BPRD. Uh, yeah. The monsters, the controlling of the monsters, that was something that you mentioned through yeah. Child and Through the Art. When when Dark Horse calls and yeah. says, we've got these toys we want you to play with, mm -hmm. how did you feel? Well, it's interesting because like I, the, the monsters have a very specific design that I uh, can't really deviate too much from. Mm -hmm. And like when I was doing Ape Sapien, uh, I had I went through several you know uh, concept designs just to get the, just to even the angle of Ape Sapien's collar right, you right. know, and so I, I, I had to I had to draw a draw them a certain way, but what I could do is I could uh, I could use the light to depict them the way I wanted to. So I could okay. use the light as, right. as a way of controlling how I wanted the reader to see or experience Ape nice. Sapien. Nice. And, the, you know, dry, I mean, like, the stuff that I draw, the, my, the, my Ape Sapien does not look like Mike Mignola's Ape Sapien. It's a little, it's a little different. Um, so it, there is there is some difference in that, but it has to have certain things to be, to, to be faithful to Mike's vision and, right. and to be uh, something that fits within his 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 world, you know, to be respectful and reverent to what he did. Sure. And uh, so, but like the one one thing I can do to sort of deviate from things is sort of focus on the light source. Is to sort mm. of focus how you experience the monsters, and how like uh, and how you experience uh, Abe and it, how he how he experiences the ghosts and stuff like that. And but the one thing I could do with Abe Sapien is like the this I'm not not to go through the whole story, but there is a uh, a, a Nox or a knocking monster that's hidden inside of a boy, right? And uh, that boy is sort of masquerading as this dead son of this family, and they think something's wrong with him because the boy is drawing demons and stuff. It sounds familiar, um, and uh, so this is autobiographical. Yeah, very who loves peanut butter, and uh, <laughs> and so uh, this demon like um, the writer John Arcudi. Yep. Uh, uh, when he wrote the script, he was like the uh, he sent along reference for the knock for the de for the knocking demon, and it was just these two eyes coming above the swamp. That's it. And he's like, it's your it, you design the demon, Patrick. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I got to design like the you know that. And uh, there was the and I'm trying to think. Okay, so the there was this monster that gets uh, that's inside of a boy, but he gets he comes out through the boy's mouth. And I thought, Poltergeist two. Okay, we'll start with Poltergeist 2 when, like, Dad <laughs> drinks too much tequila and, like, throws up the vomit monster. So, okay, so um, I, thought I, would, I thought I would start there. I'm like, okay, there's a shape, uh, and uh, there's a, and I, I started drawing silhouettes because I, I, a lot of my friends at SCAD were concept designers, and so when I was trying to do this, they were like, start with silhouettes first, you know, and don't just draw a full-fledged monster. Start with shapes. How does the, how does the thing move? 
how does it look, you know, like, and then you can, like, change that a lot easier than you can change a full-fledged drawing. Right. You know, like, think about it as you're carving a block of marble, right? Start with the basic stuff first and then get more specific. So sure. think about how it looks uh, as a silhouette. And so I thought, okay, the vomit monster, okay, so it, maybe it walks on four feet, maybe it doesn't. Uh, but then I thought, all right, so um, I thought about like a cave fish, you know, maybe like uh, it doesn't have eyes because it lives in the, in the ocean and, and things yeah, that don't have eyes. What does it need eyes for? It lives inside right. somewhere. Yeah, yeah it, lives, uh, it, it gets puked up. I mean, why would you want it? It stings. Yeah. So, um, and so I did these silhouettes and I designed this monster to be like, um, like a waterlogged zombie, but also part of a cave fish sort of where it has you know uh and um but i also you the my first anchor point departure point as it were was uh, the poltergeist 2 var monster right. that was the first thing i thought of when i thought throws up monster oh yeah poltergeist 2. um so i got to uh but then i thought like okay um it was it was there's something human about this monster that's what makes it scary and that's what makes it sort of compelling to me you know, like because the closer it is to a human like the more the scary it is to me so um, uh, um, and so that's how I, I so I can design that monster plus it's also like if I were a boy what would I be scared of something in the water that's underneath me that I can't see and uh, and so I thought like maybe it's something that um, can't see me either but can feel me Mm -hmm. You know, and so I thought, all right, well, you know, how does that look like in the dark, you know, which would scare me, so, uh, which scare me the most, but like, so I thought about how would Abe, let's not think of Abe as a monster, let's think of Abe as a character, and how would he experience a monster. Right. And so, like, uh, that's how I play with the light source, and that's how I thought, like, okay, that's why light's important to me, because it's, I, I tend to think of light as a narrator throughout the story, and I sort of used that since mm. the first project, so, it sort of guides to, um, sort of guides the reader along to how I experience it. So there's, there's an artist named Caravaggio. Um, uh, he was a painter in the 15th, 16th century. Very religious. Also, raging alcoholic and murderous asshole. And uh, had to be ex exiled to... He was, the only reason why he wasn't killed immediately is because he was in favor with the, with the, the family in charge right. of a family. Mm -hmm. But very religious and uh, 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 would paint these paintings where uh, the... The light was very dramatic, but they're all they're all biblical. Saint John uh, Baptist falling off the horse, and the light would describe the scene. It was very dramatic, but he thought the light was the presence of God. And I'm not a religious yeah. person at all, but like the light became a character, sure. and it told me where I needed to look. And uh, it also became that's he was one of the first cool framework. Yeah, one of the first artists to like depict God not as somebody in a robe and a beard like Charlton Heston, but like as a light source. And I thought, ooh, I like that. Uh, like, what if I use light as a character that's not seen, but sort of tells you where you need to look? Right. And so that's sort of the, what, I, what I held on to the most, is like, let's use light as a character. So like, let, let, let's like decide how light experiences, uh, how the reader experiences the story. So, that's fantastic. And that's, that can make that, you can make that scary, you know? And you can make like, how does Abe experience this monster? Well, use the light source. He has to go down to the lake to find the other boy. Uh, who's trapped in the lake, the real boy's spirit, yes. and then he sees the boy and like, oh my God, you know, like, how would that look, you know, to Abe, yeah. you know, uh, anyway, so there you go. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, um, so, uh, so stealing from Renaissance artists is my bag, I guess, but like, um, I, th yeah. I think the quote is, originality is hiding your sources. Yeah, yeah, or, um, uh, 
That's right. It's, it's very well. I mean, it's 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 like the idea, right? Is like um, like a lot of artists use light dramatically. You know, mm -hmm. like John Paul Leone, Michael Lark, to name a few. Jason Sean Alexander, who people I love and admire, and um, they use light in dramatic ways too. So right. um, that's those are, the, those are the more contemporary people that I follow. You know, Dave McKean, of course. Um, yeah. God. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Talent sickens you. What's that? The talent. It sickens you. It really, it's yeah. gross. It's yeah. really gross. Uh, but like, you know, he's, um, anyway, I could, I could, we could do a whole podcast on, you know, Dave McKean too, so. Um. Patrick, you have been yeah. more than generous with your time. Oh, it's my, been my pleasure. So. Thank you so much. Yeah. I will. Uh, Dicks I were will seen. <laughs> collectively. <laughs> yeah, right. A, a panoply of penises. A panoply, yeah. <laughs> as a bouquet. As a oh, bouquet. Nice. That's his work as well. Quite nice. Oh, yeah, that's great. Nice. Same guy? Same guy. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, this is one of his originals. So I said, no, I have to have it. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's an original. Is that watercolor? Yeah. So he loves horror. He loves the old uh, yeah. retro horror. Universal so monsters. Really enjoy what he does. Yeah. yeah. Like the old, univer old school Universal monsters and everything. <laughs> yeah, cool. We have one last question that sure, we yeah. off with. Yeah. Uh, we talk to cool people who are doing cool things and the path that they've had. Yeah. If you could provide one pearl of wisdom to anybody listening who might be interested in creating their own art, uh, creating their comic books, getting into the industry, anything at all, one piece of wisdom that has done you well, what would that be to you show? You learn things by doing them. There is no other way. You gotta uh, do it. Yeah. Uh, you give yourself the job you want, even if you don't have it yet. Um, and. Um, uh, that's how I, I mean, it's, uh, path is not typical, but like, um, like I just started drawing comics and they were terrible, they were awful, and they're going to be awful to, to, get, to begin with, but you're going to figure out what doesn't work before you figure out what does work, and that's going to be something you can build on. So uh, I would say that first is, um, uh, uh, is to, is, you know, things about doing there is no other way, and also, I guess, huh. um, there's always room for peanut butter. Yes, I'm Wizard of Peanut Butter, and uh, yeah, devils have many a dick. <laughs> really do. Huge dicks, man. All the dick. Oh my god, man. Um, baguettes of dicks, man, but they do. Um, yeah, I would, I, would, I, would probably, I would think that, that I would say that. Um, uh, and um, uh, it's, yeah, set with that. Patrick, thank you so much for your time. It's my pleasure, sir. Kappa, free! That was Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. What the chain of command is? It's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in rut and command here. To contact the show, you can email us at releasethegeek, one word, at geekxp.co.za. Thanks for listening. I'll be back.